The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Well, just gone 18 minutes past five. If you've just joined us, welcome. And joining us now on the line from Israel, our correspondent Rolene Marks. Rolene, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us once again. Good afternoon and happy Human Rights Day, everybody. Well, indeed, it's very mellow. It's actually a very mellow human rights day well, for me. That is, I don't know about the rest of the team. Actually, they look very mellow themselves. But uh, yes, thank you. Thank you for that, Rolene. Indeed, uh, also plenty now still happening in that part of the world. Uh, let's look at the first uh, item on the agenda where we have Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad representatives addressing students at UCT. Tell us more about this. Well, this is absolutely uh, appalling on so many levels. A invitation went out yesterday for students at UCT. This is during what we call Israel Apartheid Week. This is a, an annual festival of hate that takes place in communities and cities and especially on campuses around the world for a week every March. And this week, it seems to be Israel Apartheid Week in a South Africa, uh, but uh, in an event hosted by the Palestine Solidarity Forum, they hosted representatives of Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad. They also made sure that the flags of Hezbollah and Hamas were prominently displayed. Now, I want to be very clear, Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad, both Iranian-sponsored proxies, are recognized internationally as terror organizations, not just by the State of Israel, but by many countries, including the United Nations. In fact, Hamas is proscribed in countries like Australia, Canada, the European Union countries, Israel, Japan, the United Kingdom, and the United States. So that's a huge swath of the world. Hezbollah is also regarded as a terror organization by many countries, and the list is growing longer. But this is absolutely unbelievable. Uh, and I just want to um, read to you some of the, the comments that uh, these spokespeople have made in the past. Uh, the spokesperson for uh, Hamas has said that Israelis would be expelled from Israel should Palestinians achieve complete victory. Palestine does not have room for the two sides. Now, I ask you, in a week that is uh, supposed to highlight alleged apartheid in Israel, if you are kicking one group of people out of a country, uh, and we're speaking today on Human Rights Day, wouldn't mm -hmm. that be some form of discrimination and persecution? Uh, they also reiterated from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, which is a call for genocide. One of the other speakers in 2020, after the announcement of the Abraham Accords, called, called the United Arab Emirates a tool of Zionism in the region. Uh, these are two entities with charters that advocate genocide as their base and uh, have called for the destruction 
of the State of Israel and a Zionist Federation spokesperson said uh, that uh, th this event was shameless and promoted extremism. I'm going to read from the spokesperson who just happens to be me a uh, statement. Our universities should be places of rational debate and inclusive engagement, not hostile environments which encourage the dissemination of propaganda from extremist organizations such as Hamas. Places of learning in South Africa must be clear on the dangers of incitement, hosting speakers who would call for the discrimination, annihilation, and destruction of the Jewish people as a result of their race, and the singling out of the Jewish people for opprobrium and for genocide. Well, I don't know what you call that if that is not persecution and discrimination. Well, certainly not uh, not befitting of the time that we uh, that we find ourselves in. If we're celebrating human rights and uh, racial equality and all these things, uh, supposedly, well, that this 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 shouldn't be happening at all. We shouldn't be hearing such a tone going on at all. But okay, it's going to be interesting, Rolene, to see how this is going to transpire in in the press and uh, uh, reaction-wise. Uh, certainly, be keeping out a, a sharp eye on uh, you know reaction to this uh, situation because really, uh, yeah, that that really contradicts and goes against uh, what we are supposedly celebrating today. Let's put that aside for now. And look at uh, issues while closer to your home, where Finance Minister Bezalel Smotrich's offensive comments about Palestinians offends Jordan. And now this is escalating around the world. If it's not one thing, it's another. What's he stirring up now? I think that if you're playing bingo to see what offensive comment Bezalel Smotrich is going to come up with, uh, you pretty much don't get more offensive than the statement that he made addressing uh, or giving a speech uh, at a memorial service in, in Paris. Uh, this is just a couple of days ago on March 19th uh, with the background of a map that shows uh, what was then um, British Mandate Palestine, which included Transjordan, the area we know today as Jordan. Betzalel Smotrich said there's no such thing as a Palestinian people. They are a complete fabrication. His family are the original um, Palestinians. Now, I know that there are many listeners who might say, yes, but historically there weren't a Palestinian people, and that would be correct. Um, Palestinians, as we understand Palestinians today, was a term only coined in 1964. However, you cannot take away from the fact that there were also Arabs in this area before that who also identified with, uh, with the land, with the area, uh, many of them part of other countries created after the UN partition plan, the country we know today as Jordan, uh, Syria was created, Iraq and various others. So um, his comments are seen not just as offensive to, to people who uh, identify themselves nationally as Palestinians today, but also to anybody who, who, who was present in those historical days. So this, of course, has resulted in a major diplomatic spat with Jordan, the Jordanian Ministry of Foreign Affairs calling it out to be a violation of the peace treaty between Israel and Jordan, and also calling his comments racist, 
extreme and insightful. In fact, the Israeli ambassador to Amman in Jordan has been uh, summoned. Uh, we had our Ministry of Foreign Affairs, who must be uh, having more grey hairs by the day, with some of uh, Smotrich's comments, saying that they, they condemn his comments and they absolutely respect uh, and acknowledge the, the um, sovereignty of Jordan. And of course, his um, comments have ricocheted around the world. And I use the term ricochet instead of reverberating quite intentionally because we've had condemnations from Saudi Arabia, a country that we are really trying to build some kind of a roadmap towards normalization. Qatar, the United Arab Emirates, our Abrahamic uh, brothers, the United States, France, Germany, countries around the world, including the United Kingdom, where we are about to sign a, a major trade agreement, all condemning these comments. Um, you know, I don't know what base he is trying to appeal to, but he's certainly causing uh, major, major issues for the state of Israel by making comments like this that are seen around the world as extremely inflammatory and insightful. Well, we hope that the Prime Minister and the President would at least rein him in. I mean, then we wonder why people, well, I'm just citing as an example, why we then have spokespeople here at the UCT talking the way they do, because now we've got uh, Minister Bezalel Smotrich making such remarks. It doesn't exactly uh, clear clear anything or rather settle anything. It just inflames, as you mentioned, uh, Raleen. But anyway, Let's see how that transpires between uh, now and uh, tomorrow when we chat again. And then speaking of which, uh, with all the judicial reforms going on and all controversy around that, uh, the next question I'm putting to you is, could uh, Yov Galant, the defense minister, quit over the proposed reforms? What's the position on that? Well, this is an interesting discussion. As we've spoken about quite at length on the... um, uh, on the show, we have seen the uh, many reservists from a variety of different units across the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, all refusing to, to show up for or reserve duty uh, or, or for work should these proposed overhauls go ahead. Now, one of the areas most impacted should the override clause go forward and and should the power of the Supreme Court be greatly reduced is the important checks and balances that our military rely on to ensure that they operate within the remit of international law. In fact, Israel has set the standard of the rules of engagement so high that numerous generals from countries around around the world have said Israel, in fact, have changed the rules of engagement because we, we have these checks and balances in place, because we ensure that before we engage on anything, we check each movement. There are infamous stories of the Air Force calling of strikes because of civilians in, in the um, uh, in the in the area or, or what uh, and and. The concern by the military is that you could have a Smotrich or you could have a Ben Gavir who have given out orders over the past couple of weeks that has really, really uh, worried uh, police commissioners and police chiefs as well as the uh, armed forces in Israel that it's not within their moral and ethical code and they're taking a stand against it. 
Now, yesterday, uh, the Defence Minister, Yoav Gallant, is believed to have had a private conversation with Prime Minister Netanyahu, expressing his concerns, saying that, you know, the, the way that we are going with our army uh, threatening not to show up, which could be, uh, which could harm our ability to carry out missions, I may have to resign. Now, what is interesting is his comments by mistakenly on purpose found their way into the media. Mm-hmm. A Likud spokesperson has uh, denied that this is true, and the defense ministry have refused to comment. But uh, the, the, this is a serious issue, and, sure. and this is why these issues of judicial reform in their current state uh, have really, really raised red flags with our army. Indeed, Roland, as I've mentioned, all these topics we just touched on now, where certainly there's going to, I'm sure there's going to be a lot materializing from this between now and tomorrow. Roland, thank you so much for joining us as always to give us uh, what's happening uh, in Israel right now. Roland Marks, our correspondent from Israel, giving us a load on, on uh, events transpiring in the Holy Land right now.